Go. Streaming from South Africa to the world. To the world. This is the Stonks Go Moon podcast. What just happened? We break it down so you don't have to. Welcome everyone to the Stonks Go Moon podcast. My guest today, returning guest to the show and now friend of the show, Vic Agarwal from the Kinsar Capital Management. Vic, how are you? So, so good to have you. I'm, I'm very well. Thanks, Roko, for this opportunity and good to be back. Right. Vic, um, massive news. Great to be uh, in the financial industry. Um, so many stories, so many narratives. Um, I know <laughs> we don't really like to look at the stories and trade based on them, but they are very industry uh, interesting. We had the Pandora Papers. Yeah. Uh, recently, we had Jerome Powell talking about tapering and inflation targeting and sort of those things. And without any of that, Happening, we had in the last three weeks a six to seven percent correction in US indices. And I think I thought it was a good idea today to basically unpack okay, cool, from a technical analysis perspective, what is what exactly happened? Um, maybe looking at NQ, SP. Uh, DAO maybe, whatever you want, and then um, try and explain in layman terms, like, because two or three weeks ago, the comments on LinkedIn were hedged accordingly. So it's something that sort of, there's a high probability, and I'm, uh, I'd like you to unpack it first. Yeah, of course, like, that's you know, a billion dollar question, right, you know, which everybody has been like, you know, talking about, writing about, and they have been kind of predicting as well, uh, for months, maybe, maybe since like, you know, Corona crash as well. But yeah. you see, like, you know, the truth of the matter is that nobody knows exactly like, you know, 200% sure, like, you know, whether this is actually a correction, or it's going to be a huge crash or what it's going to be, right. So as an analyst, technical analyst, or a trader, or as an investor, all you can do is just like, you know, keep your eyes on the road ahead, right, you know, that's all you can do. So what we can see is like, you know, in past, uh, past three weeks, or for like you know, uh, near about month, like you know, which was a September 2020, uh, sorry, September 2021 month, uh, there was a little bit of movement downwards, right? Now, if you watch these movements on higher time frames, like now I'm coming from technical point of view, so if you yes. watch them like in you know, a higher time frame, like say look at the monthly time frame or quarterly time frame or those sort of time frames or at least weekly time frame, which you should be looking, uh, everybody should be looking at least. Uh, what you should, what you can see is that, you know, there have been a little bit of sign of weakness, right? You know, the candlestick formations and all that, they actually tell you that, you know, the market could be like, you know, leading to something, right? You know, but that's something is, is kind of indication. Now, these indications may not like, you know, lead to huge movements or anything like that, but that's all you got, right? You know, as an investor or as a technical trader, these are the indications that you're looking for. Now, these indications, like, you know, some of the examples were like, uh, this is the one that I posted a couple of weeks ago on Dow Jones, right? Yes. So in this case, like, you know, I was able to notice that, you know, for past few weeks, uh, the market was like, you know, creating very small candles and it was kind of like, you know, going sideways. Yes. And I used like, you know, 10 moving average and 20 moving averages and a few other things in my arsenal. So uh, what I could see that, you know, US 30 Dow Jones was the first time like you know, it was trying to close bit below 20 moving average. Yes. Now it has not been able to do that since uh, November 2020. 
Now, I'm not saying that, you know, this is something which is going to create some, like, you know, some huge move, but it is something that we should be watchful for, right? And if yeah, US 30, which is like, you know, the top 30 companies, if it is trying to do something like that, maybe it can have like, you know, a little bit of impact on NASDAQ and other indices, maybe like, you know, a few other international indices as well. Yes. So these are the subtle indis- indications that you're looking for. So when I started looking into US 30 and I found that, um, I started to look at the, some of the constituent, um, like, you know, uh, stock prices so i looked at google now google, oh, your, your fan indexes right and that's what you mean when you say you look for market weakness yes exactly right so you look for the market weakness and then you start to like you know, expand on that you start to see okay what what kind of evidences we have right you know these indications can we can come from your own experiences fundamentals it can come from your indicators it can come from variety of things right yeah. so in my case like you know i start to I started to look into like you know, constituents of the, those things. Like, you know, for, for example, in indices, I will go into like, you know, top stock prices. Okay. So for example, I, I looked into Google and then if you look at the monthly chart of Google, there have been eight straight bullish candles. Well, Google, right? that's almost a sequence. What, what, we, what, a sequence. what I know in TI is a sequence. Exactly, right? And it is like a you know, kind of parabolic move, right? You know, because yeah. it has never been able to go below 10 or 10 to yeah. moving average. Yeah, you stare us up, elevated down. Exactly, exactly. Right, so when when September started, like, you know, started to print a little bit of like, you know, a, those candles which were showing little weakness, which was like, you know, showing, okay, maybe like, you know, I want, I do not have that kind of momentum left. Yes. To print another month yes. of bullishness. Yes. Right. So that was one of the things. Other things like, you know, if you go to other um, indices like, you know, buckets, uh, for example. So I looked into FANG, which was uh, uh, Facebook and Netflix and all whatnot. Right. So they've FANG index was also showing a little bit of weakness. I know that it has gone back up a little bit. It went up. But again, it was creating a bearish kind of pattern there. So all of these things, little things in there, they started to like, you know, show me that, you know, there could be some kind of weakness coming in the market, right? You know, this is the yes. thing that which could be happening. Now, having said that, do you know, like, it's just going to come into a, like a scenario <laughs> of crash? Nobody knows, right? Until that happens, nobody knows. Because if you look at the higher time frames, the market are still bullish, right? And we must stay objective in the market, right? You know, we yes. can not just predict that, you know, the crash is definitely going to happen or it is definitely going to go to new highs. No, just stay objective. Look at your indications, put weightages on it, and control yes. your risk. That's all you got. Yeah, which leads me right, to so- the next question because I wanted to ask you: like, um, do you think the moving averages hold this time? Because even to me, when I look at higher time frames, I'm cautious because I see more downside or possibility of downside. Um, I know you're not a big fan of um, buying the dip, as we say, or the industry says. Yeah. Um, what does your gut feeling say from years of experience in the market? Right, gut feeling um, is actually preventing me to take a like an. It's preventing me to take from any take any any kind of action right now. Right. Yeah. So I'm. I'm so I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm, so I'm, basically, I'm, that would be sitting on all cash. Yeah, simply simply sitting on the cash because like you know at the moment because there are things which are as I said before like you no know, there are things which are a little different this time right again I'm oh, not really okay let's uh, let's let's unpack that. Yeah, so some of them, like, you know, as I said, um, uh, the weakness in the market, like, you know, the candlestick patterns and all that. And from technical yes. point of view, if you look at the moving averages, 10 and okay. 20 moving average that I uh, mostly use. So, okay. um, like, you know, weekly 
weekly candles have been able to close uh, below 20 moving average on US 30 Dow Jones. And right now the NASDAQ is below 20 moving average. It's hovering around 20 moving average. We yeah. have to see like you know, whether it actually closes below or not, but yeah. that's, that's where it is. And so far it has not been able to do show that kind of weakness so far. Okay. Yes. So what, so when you when you are in the market, right? You know, at this moment in time, yeah. So at this moment in time, all you have to do is just think in three scenarios, right? Right. So the first one is like you know, if you yeah. are long right now, if you are already yes. long in the market, yes. right? You know, you should be watching this market very very carefully because if it starts to turn, then you should be like you know waiting to see whether you can actually get out or like, you know, take some partial profits or start to manage your positions, right? Yes. That's the first thing. If you're thinking of actually going long, maybe this is not the right time to do that because like, you know, if the market starts to correct, right, yeah. then maybe you you're should wait for the correction and like, you know, some stabilization. Yeah, exactly. And the third one is that if you're looking for a short in the market, like, and if you want to short the market, then also that you should not be doing that. Yeah. It might be delayed, right? Yeah. You never know. Maybe maybe this is nothing, right? You know, maybe this is just a blip. Maybe market will go down a little bit, like in a few more percentages, and then it will go up. So you need further confirmation because the market is still bullish structure-wise, and it can still go up. So right now, for me, it is no action time. I'm just yeah. waiting and watching. That's the best right? advice that and you can give because no trade is also a trade, right? Inaction is also action. Exactly right, you know, um, and uh, not set up so that, if, it's not a setup. It's not a setup. Sorry, it's not a setup that you like. So I mean, that's it. Exactly. It's exactly. Setup. The best setups that you must trade the best setups and trade what you see. Right, you know. Yeah. You should you should be objective in the market. You should look at the indications and put the weightages around it, and control your risk. So right, right now, for me, the controlling risk is basically stay out of the market. Just watch it. And then, like, you know, if the moment gives me, if the market actually gives me good opportunity to short, I'll go for it. If it goes, yeah. if it goes like, you know, long, if it gives me long confirmation, I'll go for it. Yeah. Because as traders, we can make money on both sides. Um, I'm with you. So give me one or two sectors or um, asset classes that you do see, like, maybe a good setup or a favorable setup in. Yeah, sure. I'm, I'm watching. I've been watching DXY dollar index for quite a while, um, and I've been uh, I've had bullish bullish stance, bullish stand on uh, dollar index since 89 level, and it has reached like you know one of my profit targets here. So I'm still watching that because that can still have a lot of potential there. Uh, but other setup that I'm very very closely watching is silver. Silver is a very good game right now because it is right at a crucial level which can act as support, obviously. And uh, okay. but what I can see from my technical uh, perspective, technical analysis that, you know, the upside can be very limited. It can probably like, you know, right at the moment, it is around hovering around $22. So it can go to like, you know, 23 at the most 25 or so. But the downside, if this support level, current support level is broken, then downside can be right, you know, huge. It can yes. go down to like you know 18 or 17 or even 15 level as well. There is a specific point at 15 which can be like you know which can actually pull the price down. So silver can be very very good. Something to watch out for because yeah. um, having said that, I know that a lot of like you know precious metals or commodity traders probably will not agree with this. But <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm simply looking at that. I'm simply looking at my technical analysis. Yeah. And uh, this is the probability that I can see. Um, having said that, I'm always bullish on precious metals long term. So yeah. if the silver actually falls to any of those levels, I will heavily buy that again. Yeah. Right. Thank so you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. If the listener today, if the listeners want to uh, 
connect with you and uh, catch up with everything that you're doing? Where can they find you? Sure. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm available as we can say on my major social player, social media platforms on Twitter, LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn and uh, I'm there. Um, you can also find me on YouTube as we can say. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, superstar analyst uh, Vic Agarwal from Vikinsa Capital Management. Thank you so much for joining us. To our listeners, for having me. peace, love and prosperity and we'll catch you in the next one.